All right, y'all, welcome back here to another episode of the Easy Money Sports Podcast. Of course, myself here as always, Sanders here. Got my boy Dupree here with me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Back with the episode, baby. How you living? Man, hey, I can't complain, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. We we made it through the first month of the year. Now we're here in February. Happy Black History Month. Happy Black History You know, sure. Happy Black History Month for sure. Uh, man, just been... Really just, you know, just been seeing how, how fast the year kind of already gone by, bro, and just really just been seeing things, man. Now we, we, we know um, we know who all has made all the uh, the all-star teams in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, man, LeBron James is getting closer and closer to, to making hit history here. And then over in the NFL, we now know who is uh, representing both the AFC and the NFC for the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 57 is now set. Um, and then, of course – even though it's not the same, it's a little different uh, than in this year there in, in years past. We still got the Pro Bowl uh, coming along as well. And, of course, um, while the off, the now for other teams, this is the offseason that's starting now for some. So we're seeing um, coaching coaching changes and hirings coming now. Um, and there's still a couple of spots that's still um, waiting to be fulfilled. So, man, that's what we got on tap here for today's episode. So of course we're gonna get right into it and go and go into the association, man. See what's going on with the league uh, today. The reserves, uh, both for the Western Conference and Eastern Conference uh, All Stars, have been announced. Um, man, out in the West we got uh, John Morant, Shea Gilgis Alexander, um, Damian Lillard, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., um, Demontis Sabonis. Um, of course, the hometown favorite who we kind of thought that he would he would get in himself, uh, Lloyd Marketing, and um, uh, Paul George. Um, that's out in the West. And then over in the East, um, there's Joel Embiid. We got Jalen Brown, uh, Bam Adebayo, um, Julius Randle, DeMar DeRozan, Drew Holiday, and Tyrese uh, Halliburton. So um, a lot of, especially out in the West, there's a lot of new new blood that's going in there now, uh, making their like first all-star appearance. You got a couple of guys where you got Damian Lillard, of course, and Paul George, who've been the multiple all-stars. And then pretty much rounded out uh, in the East, a lot of guys who have made multiple all-star appearances now, too. I think uh, uh, Halliburton might be the only one who is, this is his first yeah. time um, making an all-star uh, list, uh, making an all-star team. So, obviously, um, this is the starters is who, who they are. We already know who the starters are. Um, and clearly there'll be, it seems like that there'll be, there's going to be somebody replacing, um, Zion Williamson out in the West as he continues to sit out with his injury. Um, but when you look at, you know, the totality there of the reserves on both sides, man, like I think it's a solid list. Um, I'm not too upset about a lot of things. However, like always, we, we do feel like somebody got snubbed or a couple of people may have got snubbed. Who do you think? Um, got snubbed from probably making an all-star the all-star team this year. That's tough, man. Because there's a lot of <clears throat> there's a lot of players that probably could have made it and didn't. Uh, one that I saw earlier that did surprise me was James Harden. Is he, is he the biggest snub this year? Maybe. Um, I'm not too sure. Uh, out in the West, there's so many guys, man. So many guys out in the West. Like, I know Kawhi's been dealing with his stuff, but when he's been playing, he's he's been hooping, he's been doing this thing. Um, I t- I don't know. I know. I know. <laughs> I know who I would probably take out. I don't know who I would replace him with, but Jaron Jackson Jr. is a guy. I'm, I'm not. I don't really know. He he's been it's kind of the same thing with Zion for me. He's been so injury laden. He's been dealing with the injury so much. I'm just not sure if he's played enough to, in my opinion, to be named All Star. Not to say that he's not playing well, but um, I don't know if he's been playing enough to be able to be named the All Star. So I don't. I don't know who I would replace him with, man. Who's the biggest snub? It's normally a little easier. 
Um, I don't know. <laughs> who, who you got, man? I probably need to defer this one to you. Um, I mean, yeah, it's 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 a couple of definitely off the top of my head. Um, I think you can. The reason why I understand why you're saying Jaron Jackson Jr. is because I mean, when you look at his numbers, they're not like spectacular. I mean, sixteen and six. Um, as far as like you know, as far as points and rebounds go, uh, I think he might have gotten the um, the. I mean, I hate to say it, but I think he might have gotten the base like the kind of like the Rudy Gobert kind of okay. selections where it's like, well, we're gonna have to show like some defense matters, mm-hmm. so we'll put a defensive guy in here because right now he's on track to probably be defensive player of the year because I think he has um, sixty. Well over sixty some blocks on the season so far, so um, he's a. I mean, he's pretty much a, one of the better defenders that we got in the league. So I can kind of see why they would have him in there. Um, a lot of people kind of question about Paul George, yeah. uh, but I mean, I mean, his numbers were solid though, bro. I mean, twenty four, twenty four, six and four. I mean, twenty three, six and four. That's kind of hard to argue, but if we did have to say snubs, I would say I'd probably say De'Aaron Fox is probably the biggest mm. snub to me. Um, yeah. But once again, the the West is so loaded with with the guards, bro. Like I feel like every year a guard gets left out in the yeah. West. Like how many? Think about the times before. How many times we used to hammer to be like, man, Devin Booker, yeah. Devin Booker, Devin Booker, and he could never get in because obviously there was you know there's Steph there, there's Chris, there was Chris Paul there, there was. Uh, Damian Lillard there, so, you know, it's just so many. Probably at the time, Russell Westbrook was doing it. Yeah, Russell Westbrook, so it's just like so many guards, it's just, it's hard to, you just know somebody's going to get left out, unfortunately. Um, so De'Aaron Fox was a snub to me. Uh, another guy out in the West, I think, who had a case to probably do it is get in as well that might have got snubbed. Um, I say Anthony Edwards because okay. um, his numbers are pretty good, too. He's pretty much averaging 25. Uh, six and four, so that's kind of roughly around the same type of numbers that Paul George is, is averaging. Uh, he's just averaging a couple more, uh, a bucket more than really than Paul George. So that's that's there. Um, and then in the Eastern Conference, like I'm really not upset about none of the guys there who ended up making it, who made it to the list. I think you know they're kind of all deserving. Um, but if I had to make a case for snubs there, um, Jalen Brunson who's having a pretty good year in New York. I, I thought maybe you could have put him in there. He, he you know, um, he's averaging 23 uh, and 6, uh, 23.6 assists a game. Um, and then even even Pascal Siakam, um, he's averaging 25 and 8. Uh, he leads the team, at least the Toronto Raptors in scoring and in rebounds, second in assists. I mean, so he's pretty much kind of doing it all for them. Um, and, you know, maybe, maybe it's because of, you know, the, the team's record and everything like that mm-hmm. because – I also saw a lot of people kind of hammering and clamoring for Trey Young over Drew Holiday yeah. because you know Trey Young's averaging like twenty eight, twenty nine. But yes. <laughs> Milwaukee with the second best record mm-hmm. in the East. I mean, I think they got the second best record overall. Drew Holiday is is, I mean, he's you know defensively he's probably better than those other two guys mm-hmm. uh, than Brunson and Trey Young. So it's I guess you know. All in all, you have to look at it that way. But I, I would say those are like the snubs for me. Maybe it's just the fact that the biggest one for me is probably De'Aaron Fox. I would have probably liked it to see him get in. Um, if I feel like if, if Memphis could get two reserves with John Moran and, and Jaron Jackson Jr., why not Sacramento? And they're right behind them in their third in the West, uh, if, you know, if we want to do that. So it, it's it's tough. Um, James Harden does make a case too because I feel like that's um, – that's one of those things where they just they're moving the goalposts. You know they want to criticize, they want to penalize him for missing games, but Zion has missed uh, <laughs> a hella amount of games too, and he's end up naming a starter. So, I, you know that's just that's just my thing on that. But I never, like I said the last time, I never really get upset about them naming the starters because I know the fans have half of that vote, and um, I feel like you know the All Star All Star Weekend is for the fans, so. If that's who they want to vote for to to get in, then by all means, it is what it is. Um, like I said, I don't really, I don't really feel no way that about anybody who's on the list that made it as reserves. Not thinking that they wasn't deserving of it. I think all those guys are deserving of it. I would. It's kind of hard to t- trying to tell somebody a sport that they play that they don't deserve to be recognized as one of the you know 
uh, <laughs> you know, one of the – basically one of the best, like, 12, 15 players in their conference at, at the moment right now, you know, depending on what's going on within the season. So, like I, like I said, are there, like, some that I'm just, like, really hammering down on, like, this ain't right? Take somebody – it's hard to say. Yeah. Do you you do see some where you could take him out where it's just like like you said Jaron Jackson Jr. You can kind of see where it's like okay maybe he shouldn't be in there. You can say the same thing for maybe Paul George out in the East. You can maybe say the same thing for DeRozan yeah. or or Drew Holiday. Uh, but I mean it's it's hard to kind of say that uh, someone doesn't deserve not to be in there and then just just kind of be like dang if there was a couple more spots you could put these players in. Um, so. I don't know, man. It happens every year. Like somebody's gonna get snubbed. It's just that's just it is what it is because it's just not enough spots to um, to put in everybody. And then you know, also things happen to where uh, there's injuries or anything like that. So maybe one of these guys that we're sitting here saying that's getting snubbed could end up, you know, being a replacement mm-hmm. in as when they replace, you know, replace the starter for uh, the West with Zion or whoever it's gonna be. Uh, with Zion to make one of those other reserves a starter and then bring somebody else in that could be a De'Aaron Fox. They could be an Anthony Edwards. So, uh, you know, we never know. Um, the We're still trying to figure out what, out, out in the East with Kevin Durant if he's going to be able to play. So then that, that could bring in to where they bring in maybe a, a Siakam or a Brunson. Yeah. So these guys is right now that's intentionally getting snubbed. I think the thing that's helping them out is the fact that we got one one player on each conference that's pretty much maybe not going to play or isn't going to play. Um, so that's going to bump up one of those reserves as a starter. And then they have, they at that point, they got to bring somebody else in there. So, um, you know, I, not all is lost for some of these players who, you know, may not have gotten um, picked anyway. So that that's how I look at it with, with the all-star results, man. And I don't really, um, I don't really trip out on it if anybody who – makes it or doesn't make it. I mean, like I said, you can always make the case for somebody, but <laughs> the, the results are in, yep. it's done. Like, there's really nothing else that we can be do besides just have these discussions on it to figure yeah. out why somebody did or didn't make it. And that's just kind of that. But obviously when All-Star Weekend gets here, none of, none of these guys know <laughs> who's going to be on yep. teams because they're deciding to do um, the, the draft um, right before tip-off. So, like, I guess maybe 30 minutes or so before tip-off or anything like that. So, I think that's going to be interesting to see to figure out how that is going to uh, play that's in part. Cool, for, that's for real pick-up basketball. That's facts, really facts. It's, it's, it's giving a yeah, feel yeah, of it. you real in the park uh, at the reg, at the wild, whatever. All right, you pick and pick and choose. I like, I like when they implemented it before and they did it beforehand. Um, they did it. Like a cup, like before All Star Weekend started, uh, but to do it the night of before the game, like you said, you don't know. Kind of everybody just standing there, kind of kind of two K style. Like all right, <laughs> <laughs> nah, for sure. <laughs> that would be funny. That would be funny, but that's gonna be cool though. That's gonna be cool. I like I like that they did that. Yeah, man, definitely. Can't can't wait to see it. And congrats to everybody who was selected uh, to the All Star team, man. Like I said, well deserved for mm-hmm. all. All players, definitely, for sure. Um, and then, speaking of one of the, the, the captains for the All-Star game, uh, man, Mr. LeBron James. Um, coming into tonight was only 89 points away from, I want to say, I think it's passing Kareem uh, Abdul-Jabbar on the all-time scoring list. That is now cut down to 63. He scored 26 points tonight uh, against the Pacers, uh, actually getting in the Lakers won, winning the one that was 112 to 111. So, um, now he's 63 points away. So, of course, that's that's in range. Like, let's just be honest. That's in range now for real for it to, to it, for it to be broke, to be broken. Now everybody's kind of trying to predict when will it be. I think their next game is supposed to be on Tuesday uh, against uh, Oklahoma City. Or they might have another game before that. Um, but I know the 7th of February is supposed to be their – like a, the next home game for sure uh, against Oklahoma City. I want to say it's a home game. They play, they play Saturday against, too? Uh, the Pelicans. Okay. So they, they got the Pelicans on Saturday and then – And then we go – So after, after New Orleans – Then it's the Thunder. 
on TNT. Yeah. So, 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 two two more games here. Um, the way everybody's kind of predicting it, they saw that it could be right there that Tuesday night game against Oklahoma City. Um, I mean, obviously with sixty three points. That's that's very doable. That's pretty much basically saying if he get pre, pretty much thirty a night in one of those games, he gets about thirty two, thirty three. Then he'll he end up breaking. I believe they said last I checked, tickets for that Oklahoma City game was like at ninety ninety two hundred, bro. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, looking it's, at it, if 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 I'm betting on it, betting on him to to, to break it against the Thunder. Like you said, we're talking 63 points. So, two 30 pieces, you get a 34, you know, a 34 pointer or whatever it might be, one of those. And you never know. Um, but, the, I mean, they have two back to back home games. So, they play the Thunder on Tuesday, then they play Milwaukee on Thursday. So, if you don't get it, he might, you know, 10 points away or whatever going into that Thursday night game. It's still a home game, but. If I was the bet, I would think that that Thunder game is going to be the one that break. Um, this well, when he when he surpasses Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, it's I haven't I haven't really paid too much attention to it. This is kind of almost like the 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 Steph Curry all-time three-point thing for me. Um, I really, yeah, I paid attention enough to know how close he was, but when it got to they're predicting and when is he going to do it and when is he going to break it? I really, I just didn't, I wasn't into it as much. And it's kind of the same thing now. Um, if, if, if on Tuesday it's like, okay, he's 20 something points away, I'll be sitting down watching because it, I mean, that's a feat, just like, just like the, the all time um, three pointers made. Like, that's just a feat that. You, you, it's someone else going to be able to do that. It's someone going to be able to yeah. play long enough to do this. And it is, same thing as Steph Curry. This is, it's only February. Steph Curry is young in his career. <laughs> that record is going to be, I mean, he's going to stay in that record for so much longer. And who knows how much longer LeBron James is going to play when he, when he breaks it. Um, so I know. He's probably, you know, I'm not really thinking about it. I'm, you know, you know how you do the player talk and everything. I'm not going out there thinking about breaking the record. I'm just going out there trying to win, take all that type of stuff. But um, he knows, he knows how close he is. He knows how close he is and how how much is going to mean what it what it really truly means. Um, and I could imagine that crew, my dude Jabbar, would be at the game. <laughs> At either one of those two Laker games, waiting for him to do it. So um, it's a testament, really, to when he does it. It's a testament to him as a player. Uh, you really don't think about LeBron as a scorer, really. You really don't think about him as being a scorer. Uh, but just a testament to the longevity of how great he's been for as long, you know, for as long a period of time he's been. Um, I'm not a LeBron hater. I'm also not just a big LeBron fan. I respect him, respect uh, what he's been able to do throughout his career. So uh, I'll let everybody else do the do the countdown. I know he's under 100 points, and I, I mean, and uh, I forgot that they played tonight. So now I know they're at, they're at, 60, at 63. So he, he's right there. He's right there. So it's a, it is to see it in our lifetime. It's definitely. Definitely something to uh, to behold. Yeah, I think um, that's 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 the part for me where it's just like uh, it's kind of I don't I don't want to say mind boggling. It just kind of put me like in awe. It puts everything into perspective. Just the fact that you know we've we've heard or known much about like you know Kareem and how long this record has been held and the, the amount of points that he scored, but. You know, all we've seen is pretty much kind of just like, you know, highlights of, of it, of, of, you know, everything that he's done. You know, we've, we've heard about the legacy that he had, obviously, at UCLA uh, early in his career, Milwaukee, and then, of course, with the Lakers. So just that longevity that he had. But to kind of, to pretty much kind of see this one person um, accomplish this feat 
at, at the highest uh, to pass to be the all-time scoring leader um, at the moment. Um, to see them from the start of their career till now, like in you know in your lifetime and in your totality, um, you can kind of understand why um, he has he being LeBron James having uh, as people want to say so many stands. I mean, like. <laughs> He just, just I mean, to think about just everything that he's done um, on the court, off the court, um, you know, a guy who hasn't really, you know, to our knowledge, has never, you know, got into any, you know, legal trouble, any, um, you know, off the court issues or anything like that, just kind of been, you know, doing things the right way. Um, and, of course, everybody, some people still kind of, you know, give him, give him hell for you know, the decision and everything like that. I mean, but if if that's the only thing that you're really upset with him about, the story. Uh, I mean, at this point, let it go. You know, it is what it is. Like, but I, I think that's what it is for me, just from that perspective, like you said, for us to see this in our lifetime, you know, this is something that we can kind of take in with us to be like, this is where we were this day when it happens because it's at this point now it's like it's gonna happen <laughs> uh for sure um you know we just just waiting on the day for for when it uh, is going to happen but not only that i mean the fact that he's already in you know the, the top top three in point scored he just cracked into the top 10 in assists as well um so it's just kind of just shows like just the overall all-around player that LeBron James is and, you know, is, is going to be once um, he finishes, um, you know, hanging up, you know, hanging up the shoes, man, and decide that he wants to uh, finally just go ahead and, and retire. Um, I really won't even get into the whole, like, where do you rank him and everything like that because, you know, some people may have him number one, some people may have him two, <laughs> you know, some might say he's not he's not top three, he's top five. Some might say he's not top five, he's top ten. Yeah. Um, but you know, yeah, that's I, just yeah. that's just perspective and who who you're talking to, because probably, you know, if you talk to somebody who's a Jordan stand, he's never gonna be number one. Uh, you know, then you got someone who say, Well, he's not a he's not a killer like Kobe and or anything like that. So it's just that's that's gonna be there, but I just think um I'm just glad that we are um, getting to be appreciative of what he has brought to the yeah. game. And, you know, like he said in the press conference, even when he retires, he's not going to be obviously completely away from basketball. I think he's going to have his hands somewhere still in the yeah. game of basketball, whether it be, you know, <laughs> being a GM and say he got the nickname of Lee, Lee GM. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't – I can't see him getting into coaching. I don't think coaching would be his thing, but – I, I'm, I definitely see him still being around like the game of basketball, so he's not going to be completely gone away from it, especially with two sons that's growing up playing basketball, too. He's not going to be completely away from the game. So I think we'll still see um, see LeBron James around <laughs> still. But, you know, that's just – I just think just the fact that we can see this and uh, appreciate this um, to realize, like, you know, how, how special he was. And I don't think we won't take this one for granted compared to um, – with Kobe Bryant, I don't want to say like we took it for granted, but it's just like so many, you know, so many people had so much negative to say about Kobe yeah. Bryant, um, and then we didn't get like the positivity of it until after after he retired. And I thought that was now looking back on, I thought that was kind of unfair that we didn't give like Kobe all of his proper flowers, mm-hmm. uh, like we we should have, like what we're gonna do with LeBron James. So um, I think that's the best part about this, just the fact that we'll you know, we'll appreciate him right there in the moment and not, you know, after, you know, he's retired from the game of basketball. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, I'd rather not get into the whole list and everything. Like, I I know where I stand on it. I know he probably yeah. should be. I know he is on my list. Everybody has their own different thing. But like I said, it's, it's more of just, Appreciating it while he's here, appreciating it, appreciate while he's still playing, um, goes along with what you just said. You, you don't know until that person is gone because it's been it's kind of the same 
kind of same thing. Like who, who and it's in, it's in every sport. You think of it in every sport, but who is the next guy? And I thought about this day, like okay, when he d- decides to hang it up, who is the next guy? Like KD is KD is not old, but he's not young. You know, Giannis right. has done this thing too. Like, who is who's the next? Not quote unquote LeBron, but who's the next face of the face, face yeah. of the NBA? So you have to go through that and everything. So whether you love him or hate him, you got to respect him. And when he's done, it'll be he will be missed. It'll be missed. So, but yeah, we'll see. A couple more games, man. A couple more games and. It should be. He should have it. Yeah. Yeah, but that's how it was going on in the association right now because obviously we're getting, we're getting real close to, to the All-Star break, so um, teams are getting ready to get that rest um, and then get ready for that second half push of the season as they get closer and closer to playoff time. Um, but over in the NFL, uh, you know, man, like I said, it's um, obviously we're, what, 10 days away from the Super Bowl now? Is it 10? About a week and a half, maybe nine, ten days away. Yeah, we got yeah. Yep, ten days. Yep. Okay, we got we got the yeah, okay, we got ten days uh, until to Super Bowl fifty seven. Um obviously we know that's um between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. Um but um on other scales of things, well, we we do got um teams that have been um hiring um coaches. We did see two coaching vacancies get filled. Uh, the first one we saw, uh, Sean Payton is making his way back into the coaching ranks and will be over in Mile High, Mile High City going over to the Denver Broncos um, to coach that team to, to get them back on track. And then, um, you know, the, the guy that we think everybody's probably was, you know, been looking for and knew that he was going to be the next guy up to get a head coaching job, and that's uh, San Francisco 49ers defensive coordinator uh, D'Amico Ryans. He is going to Houston. Uh, six-year deal to be with the Houston Texans. Um, I, I want to kind of I want to start off with with D'Amico Ryan's because um, he's a he's a former Houston Texan, so you know he he played down there. He know how it is. But um, how do you feel about this hire from Houston? Because um, it's <laughs> let's just let's just be frank. It's been a shit show down there the past few yep. seasons um, in in Houston. Uh, with you know questionable decisions and and just all type of drama that's been going on and just and and, and bad football. So, um, what what initially? What's your thoughts um, on everything? And then is it the fact that they they give they got him him being D'Amico Ryan's on this six year deal? Are they are they willing to give him the time to to get everything right? Because that 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 team has a lot of work. Um, to 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 do they 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 got some pieces there that they can start off with, but they they have a lot of work to do down there in Houston. Yeah. So I didn't know that he was in the running for this job. It and it there wasn't a and probably because he was coaching in the NFC Championship game, but there wasn't a lot of talk about what teams he would interview with or was in talks with or anything like that. I just knew that he would be a guy. He'd be one of the coordinators that would be looked upon to potentially be a head coach of one of these um, franchises. So when I, I just got, I think I just saw it on Instagram, posted Instagram, D'Amico Ryan's headed back to Houston. First initial reaction, worried. <laughs> and then, you laugh, but it is it's true, truly being worried about what what's going to happen. You said it. You said it. You missed it when you, when you, when you opened the segment. Are they going to give him the time, the resources to do what he needs to do to be able to turn around the Houston Texans? They hired Dave Cully and didn't give him a fair shot. That was the year when all everything was going on with Deshaun Watson, and he didn't play the full season. Fire him after a year, and then you hire Lovey Smith, who, if anybody knew, 
if anybody had a post of what was going on, you figured that he was just a placeholder. And we went through that a couple episodes ago. And you fired him after having the Texans actually playing pretty well down the stretch of the season and fired him because he didn't lose a game. So you got to have the number one pick again for maybe the third, fourth time in Lord knows how many years. <laughs> Bring in another another black head coach, another, another African-American coach to come in here, a guy that's been in the building. So that gives me some. That, that reassures me a little bit for him because he has played for Houston. He's been there. He understands the, the franchise and the city. I hope that they give him a, a, a chance, a real chance to turn it around. But I just don't know. We just don't know. We don't know if, this going to, if they're going to give him what he needs to be able to turn that thing around. Like you said, there are some good young pieces there especially on the defensive side of the ball. You have some good young pieces. Offensively, I believe they have some as well. You know, you have some young, uh, some young guys injured and everything like that starting at the beginning of the season. Got to figure out what you're going to do at quarterback, if Davis Mills is going to be your guy, if you're going to go in another direction. But obviously, D'Amico Ryan knows what he's doing on the defensive side of the football. All you got to do is watch the San Francisco 49ers defense for the past two years to know that he knows what's going on on the defensive side of the ball. So, All he can control is what he can control. I just hope that in two years from now, he's looking for another job. That's my that's my biggest thing. So I, I, I wish him nothing but the best. I hope he is successful. I hope he can get it turned around. And, and this, if this chapter of his career ends, he's able to go somewhere else and Continue to be a head coach another, with another franchise, but just initial thoughts were, was worried. Initial emotion <laughs> was worried for him. No, um, my mine was kind of along the same way. It was kind of like at first it's like, oh man, I'm glad he got a job, but then it was like, damn, Houston though. Because <sighs> <laughs> I would, I would have, I, I would not have taken that job if I had the opportunity. That would probably be the job I would stay away from. As much as if, as much as I would want to be a head coach, that would probably be the one because of the uncertainty. Yeah, I so it was just kind of like, man. I mean, I'm glad he got it, but I'm like, I don't know. And then, like when I saw, like it was a six year deal, so I'm like. Okay, so are they gonna like at least let him get to you know four to mm-hmm. so, you know that way it's kind of like okay maybe after year three year four you know it's like if it's if it's not working then okay I can kind of understand um, but like you said I'm hoping they're not saying like after two years and it's like it, no we don't want to or you know and it's not allowing him because. Everything he has to get done there, it's it's not going to happen the way he wants to in the first couple of seasons. It's just not. I mean, it's just like you said, they got a lot of things they got to they got to to go over to see what they want to deal with. Um, if they want to keep Davis Mills or if they want to take go in the draft and take a quarterback, um, Brandon Cooks doesn't want to be there. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a lot going on. And at this point, you know, he hasn't even hired an offensive coordinator yet, so he hasn't even got his full coaching staff together for that yet, which he could be waiting, you know, on a couple of guys or trying to see what's going on. So, um, obviously, it's super early. But, yeah, it was just kind of like I don't know if I would have took it. And it's like you said, if, I, if that's me, I don't know if I would have took it just because of just how bad the situation has been there. But, then at the same time, it's kind of like, well, was anybody else like looking towards him? Like, was the coach looking at him? Was is the is the, was the were the Cardinals looking at him? Like, if was the Broncos looking at him? And once they went with Peyton, they kind of that that took him off. And at that point, that's what he had left. Then I guess in a way, you, I guess you can't blame him because uh, uh, eventually the the end. Well, one of the main goals is is to want to get up there to want to be the head coach. So you can't really be up too upset with him on that. It's just 
like you said, I'm just hoping that they give him like a fair shake, give him a, a reasonable amount of time, like give him at least three to four years so that way. And and if you can see the turnaround, like kind of like with, with Dan Campbell and, and the Lions, like if you can see the turnaround there to where you can see the culture is changing, and it may not necessarily always show like on the scoreboard and or in the record, in the winning win or loss record, but um, you know what I'm saying, like you can that can let him know that they are um, becoming uh, better and the culture is changing uh, down in Houston. <clears throat> And then, of course, um, out in Denver, like since I just mentioned, uh, we got uh, Sean Payton now uh, coming out of the being in the being on the uh, broadcasting uh, side of things, and now making his way to Denver uh, after they've traded some more picks uh, to New Orleans to get Sean Payton from New Orleans to Denver. So now Payton is going to be the new head guy in Denver after dealing with what they had to deal with with Nathaniel Hackett. Um, not even making it a full season, um, the the play of Russell Wilson declining, um, just a whole lot of crazy things that was going on in Denver. So, um, initial thoughts on what happened once you found out that Sean Payton was going to be called the new coach of the Denver Broncos? It was a great hire. A great hire. Especially for Russell Wilson. You, you're talking about Sean Super Bowl champion, the guy who – and the, when Drew Brees got to New Orleans, nobody knew what was going to happen. He had just came off that injury. No one knew if he was going to be the same. And him and Sean Payton got together. And Sean Payton kind of resurrected his career and got it to got Drew Brees. Told people that Drew Brees wasn't washed up. He was fine. And they went on their run and did what they did. And to have a quarterback who has played up to the caliber of Russell Wilson. Obviously not this year. He didn't play up to the standard that we've seen him beforehand. You know that the defense has some pieces. And really, I say has some pieces. I'm fighting them. The defense is good. <laughs> the Broncos defense is a good defense. And they have weapons on the outside with those receivers. You have running back that can come in and play as well. He has some pieces around that offense, on that offense, to play with and help get Russell Wilson back the way he needs to go. I think if there was a guy to do it, I think it would be Sean Payton coming in and implementing this offense and, and everything. So, uh, and to just you have a now you have a court uh, coordinator, but you have a coach and a coordinator that can rock up and go toe to toe with Andy Reid, who's going to be in the same division. And you have a guy in Sean Payton who can, who that his offensive mind and the way he calls plays and designs plays, he can line up with with Andy Reid in in, uh, in that regard. So we'll see. Obviously, Russell Wilson has to go out there and still play, but I think that if there's a guy that can get him back to that elite level that Russell Wilson was playing at a couple years ago. I think it is a guy like Sean Payton. So I think this was a slam dunk hire for for Denver. Let's just see. It, it's really all contingent on the quarterback. What does Russell Wilson do? That's really the biggest thing. That's been the biggest thing with the Broncos all season is can Russell Wilson play well. And towards the end of the season, he did, after the thing that he got fired, he did start playing better. He started having some of the, some of the performances that we were used to seeing him have. So, Maybe that was a good sign. Maybe it was just Nathaniel Hackett and him just weren't making well. And hopefully him and Sean Payton can be on the same page and, and go from there. Because Denver has a talented roster. They have a talented roster. Well, I think the first thing they got to do is is uh, Sean Payton got to go to Russell Wilson and say, hey, bro, that offense you got got to go. <laughs> I could agree with that. that could- that's got to go um, – the catchphrases, look, let's ride, all that, all that's gotta go. Like, let's just, let's just, let's just play yeah. ball. Let's just get back, let's just get back to playing ball, um, and doing what you gotta do. Cause let's, let's also be honest here. Like Russell Wilson is a, is a, is a, isn't a to me it can still be an elite mm-hmm. quarterback, um, but he also needs to get back to remembering that he doesn't always have to do everything by himself, like. 
when he was at his best, like literally at his best is they had in Seattle was they had LOB and Marshawn Lynch and running the football, um, moving him out of the pocket, getting him to, you know, move around, get him comfortable, things so things of that nature. Like I know for a fact if, if Sean Payton can win football games with Taysom Hill starting at quarterback, I know he should be able to do something here with, with Russell Wilson. Um because <laughs> even 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 if you take well, from what he did last year, I'm still gonna take Russell Wilson over Taysom Hill. Yeah. So yeah. um so that's just that's just that. But yeah, definitely it was honestly it just it the way it's the way everything it just it just looked like it was gonna be paying to Denver anyway because you know, where else would he wanted to go that had with the, all the different uh, coaching vacancies to where uh the the roster is pretty much Set is 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 solid. It's very talented on both sides of the ball. I mean, the receivers: Jerry Judy, Corey Sutton, um, um, Hamlin. Um, um, they're gonna get. I don't know how soon. Maybe Javante Williams will get back. I know he had that ACL injury, but hopefully he can get back. Um, but the, you know, the running back committee is there. Obviously, and that defense is. Definitely one of the better defenses in the league. So it's kind of, it's kind of pretty much how like with, with with San Francisco, it's like if if your offense can get you seventeen to twenty one points, that defense would do just enough what you need to do. Yeah. So, um, and I think that Sean Sean Payne's gonna take care of that. Um, him and him and Russell Wilson are definitely gonna make sure that they get back together, um, be on the same page, make sure that you know they're seeing the same things. Speaking the same language, f- finishing each other's sentences if they yeah. have to, you know, at this point. Um, and then kind of, I would say, I mean, which I, I would hate to say this because of a guy that's been around as long as Russell Wilson, but to give him, like, some more structure. I feel like when Nathaniel Hacker was there, he didn't have, like, any type of structure with Russell Wilson. It was kind of like, hey, we'll let you do what you want to do, but – and I don't think it worked out the way that they thought it would for him to 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 be that way. So I think um, Sean Payton's gonna come in and kind of give it like some structure, like you know, this is what we're gonna do here. This is what we want to have. This is what we want to accomplish. Uh, a, B, C, X, Y, Z. So uh, hopefully it, it does work out because um, even still, everything that's going on, that AFC West is still loaded. <laughs> that's you still got the Chiefs there. They're not going nowhere. Uh, the Chargers made the playoffs this season, so um, you know they want to continue on the on the path that they're going. And then obviously there's Denver right there. And then depending on what happens, I guess with the quarterback position with the Raiders, yeah. who who knows? So you know it, that AFC West, even though it was a little disappointing this past season. On paper, that is a still that is still a loaded division, and you and obviously you got the the best team out of the AFC that's in that division. So it, they got their work cut out for them, and that's just that's just what it's going to be. But yeah, definitely slam dunk higher for for the Broncos um, to get Sean Payton. Um, so we still got two coaching vacancies still open. Um, the Indianapolis Colts are still looking for a head coach, and so are the Arizona Cardinals. I think those are the only two uh, two head coaching jobs that haven't been filled yet um, at the moment. Who those both of those both of those teams are dealing with some 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 weird situations on what to do because, and I think. For, they got their separate reasons, been is both dealing with the same position. I think it's the quarterback yeah. position. Um, the coach don't know who their quarterback could be, which I think what they should do is just probably draft one of the guys in the draft. Um, and then, obviously, who wants to deal with uh, Kyler Murray in Arizona? I think that's what's yeah. the hold-up on those two for sure. Um so we'll, we'll see what happens with those two, with those two uh, coaches' vacancies. They probably are – Going to try to make sure they get filled here before probably the end of the month, maybe or you know after the season is done, we'll we'll see. But um, that's what's going on with that. And then obviously, you know, the week in between from the conference championship games to the Super Bowl, we have the Pro Bowl. <laughs> um, but now it's not really the it's not the same Pro Bowl we grew up watching uh, as we were younger. Um, they they now they what they do is kind of like 
kind of similar to what the NBA does almost, you know, like with all like a whole weekend of things, little skill challenges. Uh, you know, they have the dodgeball competition. I think that one was today. Yeah. Um, they did the precision passing today. Um, and they did a couple of other new things to where it was, I guess, not all football. Like they had a, a longish like shot competition with like hitting a golf ball or something like some mess like that. Um, I don't know how you feel about this, but this is how I feel about it. I feel like if we're going if we going have the pro bowlers there and we're going to do a whole skills challenge like make this make it all football. Like I feel like they should like I feel like they should adapt and go back to the old challenges that they used to have back in the late 90s and early 2000s where they were in Hawaii where you have, you know, um the wide receivers running routes. The quarterbacks, what they doing? They do the precision passing, so the mm-hmm. quarterbacks is doing that. I mean, they got the kickers involved with the kicker tic tac toe. I think that's pretty cool. You know, um, hell, bring back the world. Uh, see how much who can lift two twenty five the most or something. You know, <laughs> to get the linemen involved instead of. I don't want to see nobody hitting no damn golf ball, bro. That's what they do in the off season. <laughs> they playing golf. They gonna play golf, man. Man, that's what I'm saying. They got, they got the summer for that, right bro. They gonna, they'll be somewhere watching the Super Bowl, being able to play golf <laughs> somewhere in Mexico or something, somewhere on the house. Man, playing golf that's what I'm Super Bowl. But I don't, like I said, I don't know how you – how do you feel about it, if you got any feeling on it, or you just like, man, whatever. It's almost a man whatever for me. I've never really gotten into the Pro Bowl. Um I never really watched the game. I never, I, well, never, I never watched the game. <laughs> some of the skills stuff, some of the stuff they did before, I would watch. Like they, I remember a couple of years ago they had like the like obstacle course that they would do, and that was more football stuff, the tackling, with the catching and all that. Um, but it's like you said, I keep seeing all these old videos of like these quarterbacks, like who can throw the longest. Like you said, the precision passing, the route running, the this, the that. Make it some more of that. It's especially now they're not playing a game, they're gonna do a flat football game. Yeah, flat football. It's so. essentially what it, they were doing before. So it's it, it is what it is, because they weren't out there tackling, they were out there releasing playing two hand. So it might be a little more competitive now because it is flag. Um, so guys might get into it a little bit more because of the risk of injury isn't as great but I NBA All-Star Weekend still trumps it. it oh, it's yeah. It's it's almost it's that's what it now that's kind of what you can compare it to because of all the different stuff they're doing and different days and everything but it doesn't it's it's almost like they're trying to make it NBA All-Star Weekend and that's not I'm not watching them play dodgeball. I'm not about to watch them doing the tic-tac-toe. I don't want to see them with a, with a driver hitting a golf ball. I, I really don't care. I've never really gotten into the Pro Bowl. I've been into who gets selected as a Pro Bowler, but after that, it's, it's, it's irrelevant to me. So I really don't feel any type of way. If you watch it, I just decide not to waste my time. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm definitely probably gonna be doing something uh, this upcoming this upcoming Sunday. Besides that, I I don't know. I'm I might try to watch like <laughs> I'm rather, I might I might want to rather watch. Um, hopefully, it'd be a basketball game on yeah, something like that. Uh, <laughs> can, I'm can behind on BMF, so I'll catch up on that. <laughs> <laughs> facts, facts. Be is watching the show. Or yeah, something. I catch up on the shows, and you know. I'm not. I'm not too worried about the Pro Bowl this I'm not too worried. Yeah, yeah, my man. Last thing here uh, before we get ready to wrap it up, uh, I, I almost kind of forgot, but talking about LeBron James kind of made me think about it too. Um, apparently, because I don't know, because you just never know with that man. Tom Brady did officially. <laughs> Himself, he did officially announce the retirement 
But I'm gonna give it a cu- I'm gonna give it a couple months. We gonna see, you know, around OTAs or something like that. We gonna see. I think he's done, man. I think he's. You say you you think he's done for real? I don't think he's lying. I, I think he's. I think he's done. I think he's done. Yeah, I think he's done. I mean, hey man, I I, I hope he's done, but you know what I'm saying. If he's more, if he does, but I I think he's done. I think. This, is, this season has been a lot, and this season has been a lot, not just professionally, but personally for him. There's been a lot going on, and I think it's just, I think he sees it, he feels it. I think it's his time to go ahead and ride on to the sunset. And, uh, and once again, Tom Brady is another guy. This is kind of where you were going with this. Tom Brady is another guy that. A lot of people refer to him as the GOAT, Devin Super Bowl championships, um, the MVPs. It's just all the accolades he has. Wasn't a big Tom Brady guy. I, didn't, I mean, I wasn't a fan of the Patriots, so Brady didn't too much care for care for Tom Brady, really. Uh, but it's hard, and it's always been hard for me to ignore greatness. You just can't. You just can't. When somebody has played as great as he has for as long as he has, it's hard to ignore. So uh, the game will miss him. I've been seeing the pictures of uh, the end of an era with the quarterbacks that he, the whole group, him, Peyton Manning, Phil Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, um, I think they threw Eli in there. Like that's just an old yeah. group of, of quarterbacks in that same, in that same, yeah, man, it's it's crazy to see the picture of all of them together. Wow, like that. that's wild, man. Like those are the guys. I mean, we're watching now, but those are the guys that we grew up watching. We're older now, but those are the guys being young. We grew up yeah. and Philip and Eli and Tom and Big. Like we grew up watching those guys. So Drew Brees, Drew Brees, and yeah. So yeah. and I see all of those guys gone and, and being done. It definitely takes you back. Takes you back a little bit, but nothing but respect for him. Still uh, feel, feel, uh, you know, he did it too. He got yep. it. He got it. So yeah. That was a tough one. That was a tough one. But um, you can't, you can't, uh, when you have seven Super Bowls in, in 23, in 23 years of playing, and I believe, what, 10 appearances, if I'm not mistaken? Yep, 10 appearances. Yep, 10 appearances. Is that going to be that longevity? Is that going to be duplicated? I, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> it won't. It won't. So, <laughs> it. But I think he. It, it, <laughs> I think he. <laughs> he. I mean, he. He did say for good. So that I. I can. I will take yeah. that into consideration. Um, but I'm right there along with you, man. I mean. Um, I mean, never. I never was a Patriots fan. Never was a big Tom Brady guy. Um, but um, I do respect greatness. I respect this game. Um, definitely one of the, you know, one of the best of the best. One of the greatest. Um, not, not even. I wouldn't even say just greatest quarterbacks. Now at this point, you gotta say one of the greatest football players. Yeah. I mean, you know, of uh, ever. Because I mean, like you said, I don't. I, me personally, I don't think we'll ever see anybody accomplish what he accomplished. To play twenty three seasons, ten Super Bowl appearances, um, seven seven championships. I mean, the guy has more championships himself than franchise. Some franchises do alone. Yeah. Um, more than more than some for uh, half a, a good portion of the league combined. Um, so he's got just about every passing record that you could think of. Uh, win record, all of that is just. Um, it, it's all it's all there. So, um, and then it's just the fact that you know he he did it in in so many different ways. Because um, obviously you know in the beginning he was kind of more that that game manager, um, being led by that that Patriots defense. Um, and then as time went on, you know he got better and better. Um, and then of course we know about his uh, historical 2007 season that he had, uh, throwing for 50 touchdowns. Um, Almost going a whole perfect season until you know t- until the Super Bowl when they lost to the Giants. Um, 
come back from injury two years later after, you know, tearing his knee in 08, come back to, after that, coming back from injury. And then at that point, it's just, it was, it was the mantra of TB12 just kind of just took off from there because you saw comeback after comeback, win after win. I mean, Golly, they won the AFC East for so many years. It was kind of like, yeah. it was like, well, who you got finishing second? Because you knew that they were, <laughs> you knew that the Patriots were winning the division as long as TB12 was there. Um, so, just, I mean, you know, just dealing with that. And, and I, like you said, I'm, I, I still feel some type of way because maybe, you know, there's a couple of rings he could have, should have probably not had, but it is what it is. He has them. Uh, <laughs> um, and even though he didn't finish that last game against Atlanta, technically he started that. And since they won, we finally can say that he we beat him. <laughs> I don't care what no I don't care what nobody says. I don't care that he didn't finish it. The record says that he started, so therefore he finally had a loss against the Atlanta Falcons. I, I it is what it is. I'm taking it there. Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm taking it there. It he counts. Said it, he said it, not me. I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm going hey. to I'm gonna stay out there. I'm going to let you have that one. Hey, I'll take the I'll take the battle, bro. I ain't I ain't worried about it. I ain't worried. About it. I'll take the battle. But nah, oh uh, man, I mean for sure. I you know obviously one like I said one of the greatest players in in our generation. Um, like you said, it, it is the end of an era. Those those guys that we saw, um, you know, leading leading teams um, to to victories. I mean, in that picture you saw all those guys in there. I think I mean outside of Phillip Rivers are a Super Bowl winning champions. So. Um, that's a, just a, 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 a era of quarterbacking that we, um, they, I mean, let's just be honest, we won't see any anymore. It's only a couple of those guys that's like that that's kind of still in the league. That's your standard, just in the pocket, uh, you know, quarterback. So, yeah, it's a, it's the end of an era of quarterbacking there for sure. Um, best of luck of whatever um, Tom Brady's going to try to do next because I'm pretty sure he'll find something to, to keep his motivational juices going. <laughs> to want him to, to, to do anything, which I think he's supposed to be getting ready to get in the booth somewhere. So more than likely, that's probably what's going to happen. We'll see him in a, in a broadcasting booth. Um, but uh, best of luck to him and uh, congratulations on retirement. Um, I'm glad he's retiring. <laughs> a lot <laughs> you know, of people are. Uh, for good, but but definitely best of luck to him. One of the got – the, got the, I really do have the most utmost respect for him, though, as a, as a football player. Like, it – it can't be taken. The stuff that he accomplished, you can't take it away from him. It is what it is. Uh, man, so as we get ready to wrap up here, another episode, man. Um, you got any last words, any shout-outs that you want to give to the people? Nah, nah, man. Uh, just same thing I said last time, just continue to remember, um, remember what your goals were for this year. Uh, thanks to thanks to uh, Lord for allowing us to do this again, but just remembering what you what you set out to do uh, this uh, this upcoming year. Remember what the goals you had, um, whatever for whatever it might be, with personally, career wise, health, you know, religion, whatever it is, financially, spiritually, just whatever you had set out, man. Just don't forget. Just do not forget. That's the big thing. Um, I've been harping on myself about is not getting those goals and what you what you want to accomplish for this year. As the year moves on, like you open this uh, open the show uh, saying, you know that we're already in February. So as this year continues to progress, just don't forget those things that you had um, that you wanted for yourself. Continue to strive for greatness. Man, uh, same for me as always too, man. I always thankful for the man above to to give us this uh, opportunity to do this again. Um, I always appreciate you for uh, coming on with me and, and doing this with me, bro. Uh, man, shout out to everybody um, back home. Um, you know, hopefully they are uh, warming up. They it's been uh, a, a lot of ice and rain and a little wintery mixed around this way in Tennessee, so. Hopefully everybody is safe out that way, man. Um, continue to continue to be safe out here. Protect yourselves, man. Um, as we, uh, you know, out here going out doing things, where we going to work, vacation, 
have whatever it is that you do. Um, just continue to protect yourself, be aware of your surroundings. Um, man, what else? Let's see. Uh, that is really it. Just make sure that you that you're doing all of that. Um, once again, Happy Black History Month. Uh, I'm gonna say it all through the month of February for sure. Uh, man, love black women, cherish black women, protect black women. Uh, no means no. No means no. You know, we we new month, same thing still applies, man. Just once again, make sure everything is consensual. Protect yourselves. Uh, be 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 aware of your surroundings for sure, man. And um. Until the next time, this has been another episode of the Easy Money Sports Podcast. Peace.